Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ladies and gents, welcome back once again. All things covered. Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden, another outstanding, entertaining, jam-packed show for you all to enjoy. Ladies and gents, yes, sir, it's a great day to be alive. And it's a great day to be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Right. This episode, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to recap a wild win for the Pittsburgh Steelers against a divisional rivalry, divisional rival in the Baltimore Ravens. Of course, with that being said, it is the bye week. So we will preview the bye week, kind of get an insight about, you know, what is in at what's going to happen for the guys during this bye week and then around the league. So there's a lot to definitely talk about. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss. Pat P, Ravens recap the Pittsburgh Steelers home game against the rival in the Baltimore Ravens. The Pittsburgh Steelers took care of their business 17 to 10. All right. Every week I do a prediction. And if you guys haven't really been following my predictions, I've been very, very close. Real good at predicting the score. My prediction was Pittsburgh win 19 to 14. Right. I was close. 17, 10 in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the main thing that I was right about, Pat P, predicting the Steelers to win that ball game. Most Steelers important. Imp- yeah. Most important. That's the most important thing. Right. Steelers improved to three and one in the last four games against the Ravens when trailing by double digits. They were down by double digits in that ball game this past Sunday. Pat P, man, we heard Mike Tomlin shout out to you on the way to the locker room. Welcome to the Steelers Ravens, <laughs> baby. Uh, what was your what were your overall impressions about the game Sunday? Just the mindset going into the ball game, and did it li- live up to all the hype? Well, obviously, you know, being a fan of just football in general and having an opportunity to watch uh, this rivalry go on for so many years as a kid, uh, while I was in while I'm in the league, um, but to finally be a part of it, it was uh, it was breathtaking, and it was everything that I watched over the years. We knew it was going to be a close game. We knew it was going to eventually come down to what defense can make uh, the most splash plays when we needed them, and who can come up with the uh, the costly stops mm-hmm. towards the end of the game. You know, I feel like uh, first half of the game, although they didn't have many points to show for it, but they had, you know, we felt like they had a little groove going on. I mean, we 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 did a good job of trying to tame those guys uh, for the most part. Then we just came back in the second half with some minor adjustments yep. and um, and tighten up, you know, overall, not giving up a, a, another point coming out of halftime. So, um, you know, that game was everything that I that I thought it would be. Everything that I saw over the years, um, and just a ton of energy, a ton of passion. The crowd was amazing. Um, it was just unbelievable. It was an outstanding Sunday uh, if you was in that stadium for sure. Oh, I can bet. I, I, I can imagine. 
um, you know, watching this ball game, and I kind of gave an insight on what I thought I would see defensively, just seeing how good TJ Watt has been against the Baltimore Ravens, specifically speaking against Lamar Jackson. But how did the the defense, you know, you guys cause frustration for Lamar Jackson throughout the day? His overall record, uh, he's one in three uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, four total touchdowns, 10 turnovers in his career in four games against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I mean, the coach put up a um a stat against, you know, you know, all of his turnovers and the sacks that he's taken um since he's been playing uh, as the Baltimore Raven and, 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 and as he's been on the team and his record mm-hmm. um as he's been a quarterback and, and and things like that. But what was stunning to me, and obviously I know that Lamar, you know, get dinged up every now and then, well, at least the last two seasons he was a yeah. little banged up. But I didn't know he only played against Pittsburgh Steelers three times leading yeah. to this game. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, that, yeah. Sunday uh, was his fourth time. I know. So that was very yeah. shocking to me when Coach put that uh put that stat up. So, um, but I mean, we all know what Lamar can do and what he's capable of. You know, we just got the better end of him uh, Sunday, and it looks like you know Pittsburgh Steelers defense and you know huh. Coach Mike T know how to game plan against him. And most importantly, 90, T.J. Watt. I, yeah, I've been I mean, telling <laughs> hey, I've been telling people hey. since day one, two quarterbacks that hate T.J. Watt in the division, Joe Burrow and Joe Lamar Burrow. Jackson. Yep. Yeah. Anytime he, fl- he play against those guys, <clears throat> man, boy, he had he put up numbers and he's always around the ball. Every time something yeah. good happens for our defense, man, 90 is there. Um, it's You don't usually say this about a defender, but I think it's safe to say that T.J. Watt is not only our most – valuable player but he is the most important player oh no doubt no doubt about it and and you don't you don't usually say that about a non-quarterback but that's just who 90 is so you know shots out to uh tj and 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 rest of the defense because y'all did y'all y'all was y'all was blowing y'all back up you know in critical moments until the offense kind of jump started and got things going man y'all blow y'all back up boy forcing turnovers sacking being in coverage where you needed to be and that's what stealing football is about because you know it's going to take all 22 guys, you know what I mean? And that's what we saw, especially in the fourth quarter when everything kind of came together and it worked perfectly. You know, heading to that ball game, uh, you caught some headlines for something you said about Zay Flowers uh, in regards to being a little munchkin. But what people don't understand, it was more of a compliment. Uh, it was more complimenting him than anything. And of course, people took that and ran with it. Uh, right. Clearly, he wasn't trying to disrespect the guy. Number one, he's a Florida guy. He's a Brown County guy. Heck of right. a football player, by the way. Um, but in regards to seeing how the media, just not necessarily the media, but folks kind of took that one thing and ran with it. What was your thought process on that? Man, I'm not even worried about it because, you know, when I said I kind of knew somebody was going to take yeah. it the wrong way. But if you go back and listen to the entire interview, I said Zay Flowers is the number one receiver for that for the Baltimore Ravens. Which he is. You can tell, and I think and I said that's high praise for a rookie guy coming into, you know, coming into this, you know, into this league and already established, establishing, uh, establishing himself as a number one receiver. I say he's not only, you know, just a guy that's going to run the screens. He's a guy mm-hmm. that's the deep, uh, the deep ball. They run the reverses with him, which they do. I say it's going to, I say it's going to be fun trying to keep mm-hmm. my eye out on that little munchkin because he's everywhere. Yeah. What munchkin means from Florida is like, 
when you say Munch, I'm like that's a little badass right there, man. Like that, like, you gotta watch out for him. Like <laughs> he, hey, he undersized, but he big sized though. He he's a no big doubt guy. about he plays it. Big no doubt it. about yeah. it. And the yeah. crazy thing about it, crazy thing about it, when we was in the game, he was like, man, he said, I already know what it is, man. I ain't take that as no disrespect, man. It's all yeah. love because <laughs> yeah. he already knew what it was. But I just that's the media. I guess that's the media job, you know. I know someday I will be in that role, mm-hmm. but. Like I said, it wasn't it was no shade towards him. I wasn't disrespecting him. At least yeah. I, with him being a Florida guy, he understood exactly where I was coming from. Yeah, no doubt. And like you said, he is the number one. Um, he he he's undersized, but he plays big. Uh, he's a valuable guy. He reminds me a lot of uh, Santana Moss a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Shifty, quicks, fast. He's very shifty, man. He, oh he, man, he, he's special, man. He's gonna be special for sure. Oh, no question. No question. Like you said, man, he, he he's a guy that can play football. That's the most important thing. He's a football player. You you played in, what, 90% of the snaps, but in the fourth quarter, we saw more of a little rotational type feel in the secondary. What was your reaction to that, knowing that you've always been a guy who's always been in the midst of ball games, repping and rep out, especially close games? You know, what was the mind, what was your mindset and how was that communicated? Um, Man, you know, it was... Another day in the office, you know, at yeah. the end of the day, we all know that Joey has to be on the field at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that ain't no secret. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, it's a very, very long season, and we all in this thing together. Yeah. You know what I mean? At some point, the young fella has to grow up, you know, and I'd rather it be early than late. You know no what question. I mean? Get his feet wet. So when we, you know, Lord's willing, when we do make that run, it, he he won't be blanking. He'll just mm. step in there and be ready to roll just as he did um, Sunday and coming up with a huge interception to help us win that ball game. But man, I'm in I'm in I'm in the stage of my career, Mac. You know, I want to do obviously whatever is best to help the team, but mm-hmm. I also you know want to continue putting good tape out there. But I also understand you know the situation that we're in as as a defensive backroom. Like I've been in this game for a very very long time and yeah. You draft a guy this high, you ain't drafting to send him on, have him on the sideline. Especially if he can play. Now, <laughs> one thing if he ain't really ready to play, then you got to you got to keep right. the training wheels on him. But clearly, as you mentioned, man, the, the young kid is growing. He's understanding what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. He is where he needs to be. And it's only a matter of time. The thing is, like you mentioned, that's the thing that most people need to understand and know and respect from a guy like yourself. There's no hate ever, ever involved in what you do and who you are as a player. And you understand the game and understand the business side. It's a long season. At some point in time, everybody's going to have to be willing to put their hand in the pile to do what it takes. Think about this as well. Like, I'm 13 years in. I played every snap up to this season. We've been averaging 75 snaps a game. Like, that's... Damn, that's man, college. Real. That's like that's like college. college <laughs> you know what I mean? Right so, you know what I mean, at some point, like I'm not that you know young whippersnapper anymore. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just want to still be able to play some quality football and also help these young guys be able to you know mature their game and and be able to be in a position to where they can be able to play as long as they want to play. No question. And that's the thing. See, that's what I learned early on when I got drafted to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I came in as a second round pick. And, you know, we had older guys like Willie Williams, Ike Taylor, Deshae Townsend, guys who were already involved in the program, right? And instantly when I come in as a second rounder, I'm trying to find a way to get reps 
ultimately I want to become a starter at some point, but I'm trying to find ways to get reps. Those guys never really shunned me. They never really turned their back on me. They all were open books for me on off the football field, helping me learn and helping me grow to become a player. Cause as you mentioned, they were like, at some point in time, boy, you're going to have to step, you're going to have to, you're going to have to be ready for us. Injuries happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Things happen in the floor of the games where we're going to have to hand the baton to you and you got to be ready to deliver the goods. And I really appreciate that because having friends around the NFL, there are a lot of guys, older guys, when you come in and play the same position, they see you as a threat and they don't want to help. Right. And good teams don't have selfish people in the locker room. Good teams have guys that are selfless. They don't mind helping because when one person make a play, we all make a play. And I'm so happy to hear how hear the thought process going into that, even though I already know how you rock and roll. And number two, you've been rocking with JP Jr. since day one, being a mentor. Right. And clearly some of the things that you have been giving him has paid off because that big time interception in the fourth quarter, man, was huge. Playing against yeah. a savvy vet and Odell, you know, patient at the line of scrimmage, man. What was your feeling knowing that they were right there on the cuffs of putting points on the scoreboard and then needing to play, somebody got to make a play, and it was JP Jr. Man, it's crazy that you say that because, man, going into that, I don't know if Coach was doing this when you was with him, but, man, we go through seven shots almost every single day. And it's basically the ball is at the two-yard line. The offense got seven plays. The score. To try to score as many times as they can. Mm -hmm. And when we went on the field, I kid you not, guys was like, all right, seven-shot football. You know, because yeah. we're used to that. That's what we we literally do seven shots every single day. You know, mm. what I mean? so to prepare us for those moments, because we already know in the AFC North ball game is going to come down to the wire. You have to, be able to keep guys out of the end zone within the five yard line or we'll be mm. able to score within the five yard line. You know, so when we ran out on the field, it was like, all right, seven shot football. Who's going to make the play? Basically, you know, looking at each other, who's going to make the play? Yes. Lord behold, you know, the young fellow went out there and made the play. And we've seen Joey make that play a number of times in seven-shot drills. You know, so we wasn't surprised. I Honestly, I didn't know who picked the ball off because mm -hmm. I was on the opposite side of the field. I had to guard an out route. Yeah. I just heard the crowd night. I knew it wasn't for them because they didn't have, you know, many fans there. Mm -hmm. So I was all right. I know something good happened. I just don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. The and clearly, you know, something good for y'all because the teammate, exactly. the crowd ain't going crazy if they Exactly. Them. So I'm looking yeah. at the Jumbotron. I said, oh, Johnny got a pick. Yeah. <laughs> and I just went over there. He was so excited. He was just celebrating with everybody. I had to wait till we got to the sideline. But I was just so, uh, so happy for him because, like I said, we, we, we worked that drill so much. And I've seen him make that play. Mm -hmm. and practice so much so I wasn't surprised at all but as I always tell him man you never know when your number's going to get called yep. but you have to make sure that you're ready and this even goes back to when we used to talk about guys in Minnesota like I tell young guys all the time man you might be complaining about your playing time now you might not be getting your reps now but make sure when you do get your reps make mm. the most of it so you can mm -hmm. gain more reps no question. And it builds confidence. And, and uh, that that was that was very, very nice to see Joey make that play in that moment in the game to uh to eventually help us win that ball game. Man, that was huge. That was huge. And I can remember 
you know, going back to training camp in Latrobe when we had opportunity to talk, me and you talked to Mike Tomlin, and he said one of his favorite Mike Tomlinisms, make routine plays routinely. Yep. Make routine plays routinely, man. And that was a, a routine play, you know what I mean? Being where you need to be and just catching the football and, and getting getting the defense off the field, not allowing any points, man. And that was one of the game monumental defining moments, I think, for you guys and leading to a huge yeah. win. Uh, transition to another, you know, group of young guys, man, pair of young guys. Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, man. That touchdown pass was pretty. Dead on the money. From a defender perspective, Pat P, you've covered a lot of people. You've covered a lot of routes. What can a defender do? Marlon Humphrey, you know, savvy vet, one of the best to do it in the National Football League, singled up one-on-one. Um, it wasn't like it was bad coverage, but just the ball placement and just being able to hit George Pickens in stride, man. What what, what can a defender do in, that, in, in a situation like that? Man, honestly, Marlon was in great position to, like, probably – like the last five to seven yards. And what GP did a great job of was stacking it. And as a defensive mm -hmm. back, you never want to get stacked because now they have the ability to create even more separation with a little bit of a, of a shove. That's what I was about to say. Listen, I'm okay. It happened and it wasn't called. But as a defender, boy, that, that, them wide receivers, they always get away with that little quick oh, yeah. little pew. That look quick, and people might think it's not a big deal. Lie. Just go out yeah, and maybe and, and <laughs> race someone and allow them to have a step on you, but then give you a quick shove and see what that does in regards to you got to think about it too, Matt. Yeah. Like your feet, when you're running, at some point, both of your feet are not on the ground. That, exactly. Know, so that little nudge definitely oh, that nudge. throws you off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as good as these quarterbacks are, that little small space is all they need. And yeah. and 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 George Pick wide great wide receivers do that all the time. And yeah. it's never called. But for us, it's a huge difference in being where you need to be to break it up or not. That little shove, man, and he did it simultaneously while while in stride. And like I said, man, I'm happy it wasn't called. But just the yeah. defender in me is like, oh boy, they they, they yeah, they, I they just said the biggest thing was he allowed him to stack him probably the last. Five yeah. Dogs. yeah, yeah, great. But 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 most importantly, the ball placement, man, that was yeah, the ball placement was unbelievable. I mean, <sighs> honestly, you know, that connection because you know, if you go back and watch that game, anytime he was saying it up, huh? I said anytime he was saying it up, he was going to not only that, but he was never mm -hmm. really throwing the over the shoulder face. He kept throwing the back shoulder, back shoulder, back shoulder. Yeah, back, back shoulder, back shoulder, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. next thing you know, he got the, the zero coverage, which I don't know why they was pressing the zero coverage anyway. They all corners, all three corners, and well, both corners in the nickel bat was pressing. They was in zero mm -hmm. uh, coverage, meaning no safeties. Everybody's pretty, pretty much brought the kitchen sink yeah. and left those guys on the island in press coverage, which is almost unheard of. But lucky, better for us than them. No question. And, um, and we got them, and we got yeah. them in the protocol. And, and the crazy thing about that, too. I never forget, man. On Wednesday meeting, coach said, "When it's a dying moment, they will try to burn the house down." Mm. And he bring everybody to that moment. I can't remember if it was third down, yeah, but it was a waiting moment to yeah. where I be damned. They tried to burn the house down. They brought everybody, <laughs> and we called them. <laughs> yeah, you called them, man. That, that that those are pivotal moments, and you talk about just 
hearing something and watching film and then actually living in the moment during a ball game. People don't understand how important the week of prep is. You know, just verbal information sometimes. And, of course, visual information is in regards to what you see. So Mike Tomlin definitely was in his bag and knowing what was going to happen and actually happened. So that's that's what good coaches do, man. They, they study. They understand. They give you wisdom, give you the knowledge, and it's up to you to apply it on game day. Defensively, we already know Pat P90 gets the headlines. He's like Michael Jackson of the Jackson 5, right, deserving so. But Alex Highsmith is playing at an all-pro level as well. Um, what does it mean? for the team defense to have those type of individuals, TJ and and, and Alex Highsmith, you know, playing at the level that they're playing at because they they benefit from each other so good. Usually one is sacking the quarterback, the other one's picking up the football or vice versa. You know what I mean? We saw that with the Cleveland game. Then in, they relived the moment all over again against the Baltimore Ravens. But tell us a little bit about those two guys. And for you, Pat P, question with you being in year 13, Played a lot of football, been around a lot of defenders. Is this the best duo of pass rushes you ever played with? Oh, yeah, by far. By far. Just both guys coming off the edge and, like yeah. I said, playing at the all-pro level, by far. I mean, both of those guys got four-plus sacks in five games. Both of them got, you know, forced fumbles. Both of them got touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, both of them. Both of them do got touchdowns. <laughs> you know, so, think, think about I mean, that. Yeah. So I mean, it's just you know those guys are just unbelievable, and they play uh, at a high level each. Not only on on Sundays, mm. every day at practice. Yeah. The film room. You know, communicating while we're you know watching tape with as a as a defensive group. You know, just guys are just always in tune with the game and want to have that, want to have that get better with everybody. You know mm. what I mean? So these two guys are definitely by far the best pass rusher, uh, pass rushing duo that I've been around, hands down. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, and I played with some great pass rushers myself just in Pittsburgh alone. You know, Clark Higgins, Joey Porter to start off. And then it went with Clark Higgins and James Harrison and then James Harrison and Lamar Woodley. Yeah. So there were some hell raises too. But what we're seeing right now with 90 and, and Highsmith, man, they keep going in, in the direction they're going. And that's the thing with Highsmith. He's not getting a lot of the attention because we're getting the, 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 the headlines. People are not really talking about him, but they should. You know what I mean? You talk about two of the best duo of pass rushers in the National Football League, you can't have a conversation without them two individuals involved. You say, Heisman, how, how many sacks he got? I want to say he got at least four. Four? TJ got at least four, right? TJ got see, four? Let me, let me go see. How, we got to get Eric. Yeah, yeah. TJ, They, I think they both got at least four. And we talk about forced fumbles and touchdowns and, and, and recoveries. Uh, They both got all pro numbers in five weeks of play clearly and and big game changing plays too that's the thing closers you know one of the best baseball closers you know i considered in the last few years was a rodis chapman and whenever he stepped on the mound boy he was gonna seal the deal we kind of got that same little we got that same well, thing. He got he got two sacks two sacks two force fumbles one pick ten solo tackles it feel like it's more than two and tj got, yeah. got four yeah tj probably got like four something like that well, Let's see. hey, it, it it TJ has eight sacks. Damn. No, 
Yes, he does. <laughs> what? This man got eight sacks in five games. Yeah, eight sacks, two forced fumbles, 12 solos. And a touchdown? And, and a, a recovery? Dang. Yeah. He's on pace for the single season record. Mm, he and can he get keep it. He, they keep disrespecting this man. He can get it. Best defensive <laughs> play in the league, man. When he's healthy, there's nobody better than him. He can get it. Yeah, he when he's healthy. Shots out to TJ Watt. Man, before we go to break, special teams was huge as well. Special teams, man. How big a role did special teams play for both sides, Pat P? Man, they played a big... They played what? What? what kill, kill Brew, block, that turned into a safety, and then Gunner fumble. But you guys jumped back into the forefront and you know and 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 stood up. But talk about that 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 block punt that was huge, by the way. Man, that block punt was huge. Like you said, that was big for us. Um, just because the way the game was going, we needed a splash play at some yes. moment. Um, as a defense, we went out there saying this is our time to flip the field to try to keep those guys down there to try to get you know uh, ball uh, ball hand and grass with uh, Calvin one of the more dynamic players on our team. And in lower every hole, we had a mm. little, uh, 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 special team ace and Miles Killebrew. Killebrew. Going out there making Your last team. name, Killebrew, you got to be held on special teams. Yeah, man. He go out there and make that splash play for us that we needed in such a pivotal moment in that game, man. And, 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 the, and the good thing about it is to see all of the – the hard work, the behind the scenes study that he does on a day in and day out basis mm-hmm. and to see it all come together again, just like Joey, you know, I've seen him make that play throughout training camp, spring training, OTAs, same thing with miles. I've seen him be a hellraiser when, 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 when it's time for punt team or even punt return team to, uh, to be caught up throughout practice. You know, he's working mm-hmm. on his crab, making sure he's where he needs to be working on the little angles that he may need. Because as you know, you know, you got to be sharp if you're blocking a punt on, a, on, on uh, if you block a punt or a field goal attempt. No questions. You, your angles and your steps got to be on point because it happens so quick. But I've seen him work timeless, you know, on his craft and to see that come through. We've seen it in, in, um, in, uh, in, uh, in preseason. Mm-hmm. He's got a, a big time block against the Buffalo Bills. And here, here we go again, having a big time block for us against the uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that was set huge. us up to 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 to, to recapture. Yeah, the momentum in that game. Yeah, I love it. I love it. The thing about I'm loving about this team, they're finding ways to win. You know, and it might not yeah. be the prettiest, it might not be the smoothest. The end results are all the same thing. Just trying to right. find a way to win. So. Hey, it's a great way to ride into to the bye week. We're going to take a break. When we come back, bye week evaluation. Also tap into around the league, see what's going on throughout the NFL. Is there any new Taylor Swift news? Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pat P, bye week evaluation. First and foremost, what are your plans for the bye week? You know, what's the schedule like for you guys? Clearly, you know, you get an extra, a few bonus days, as Coach Nike like to call them. But what are your plans for the bye week? Uh, just relax, you know, get the body back. Um, you know, close to 100 percent as possible, and uh, get ready for this. What we got? What we in uh, week five? That'd be week six. So yeah. thirteen. What is twelve? Twelve more weeks yeah. into the season. Mm-hmm. Get the body ready to roll for this long, long twelve week season. That along we with some Thursday night games too. By the way, yeah, and some Thursday night. right here. We got a Thursday night game right after uh, the Rams. So that's one of them out of the way. Yeah, yeah. And when do you start prepping for the Rams? As you mentioned, the next opponent, opponent coming up after the bye week. Uh, Probably next week. You know, mm-hmm. you always, you know, at least the teams I've been on, you always want to take this time to, like you talked about, um, evaluate ourselves throughout, mm-hmm. you know, however many games that we played and want to, you know, hone in on the skills that we need to sharpen, Um, you know, for the second half, you know, the back half, well, not the back half, the second half of the season. Um, for the more the second quarter of the mm-hmm. season, uh, for the most part, moving forward. So, just pretty much focusing on ourselves, focusing on what we can get better at, and uh, moving forward, we'll probably get on the round sometimes, sometime next week. Uh, you know, assuming sometime yeah. next week. And talking about focusing on yourself, two part question for you: What can you improve on individually after the bye week, and where can the team improve? What can you? visualize improvement for the team after the bye week um me personally i want to get better at my open field tackling Mm -hmm. um and probably just having getting my uh my disguise game a little bit better in the uh in the third down game Mm -hmm. especially when i'm inside because as you see i'm blitzing a little bit now you know, so now I kind of have a, you know, I played a little bit of half, I played a little bit of man, played a little fire zone, you know, come yeah. out the edge a little bit. So now kind of like, you know, the the package is kind of in now. So working on the on the disguise a little bit better um, to try to confuse the quarterbacks. And as a team, I'll probably go with, you know, just finding ways to, uh, to start better as a team, uh, start faster as a team, mm-hmm. all phases, you know, not having, you know, defense play hard, uh, well, not play hard, come out to a fiery start and the offense not able to, uh, uh, um, you know, come off a, a compliment off that special team, you know, hitting on all cylinders. But if the defense and the offense is clicking on all cylinders, we won't need any special teams, especially the punt unit, <laughs> you yeah. know, for the most part. You know, so honestly, just finding a way to play a complete game as a team you know, be clicking on all cylinders as a team and just finding a way, you know, because, you know, we want those, you know, that ball game last week, but there's still so much we could clean up and be better at. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just finding ways to just clean up the, 
the little mistakes that continue to show up on tape. Yeah. You know, so I believe that's those are the two evaluating, you know, evaluation pieces that I can go with as far as on the team and myself. Yeah. And I'll say this from a as a fan perspective, you know, defensively, definitely tackling from all three levels needs to improve tackling um, and, and just, you know, understanding, paying more attention to detail and then offensively. Just getting off to faster starts. Like I'm waiting for that opening series where we can drive the length of the football field and put points on the scoreboard. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for from my offense. Because usually we see these slow starts, three and out, three and out, three and out. Talk about playing football and trying to play in postseason play. You got to find a way to get off to fast starts and sustain that. And hopefully the surgence of production that we saw in the fourth quarter could transition to what we need to see after the bye week from our offense. And just throw the 14, throw the 14, throw the 14, throw the 14, uh, and, and just continue to establish confidence as a as a passer in Kenny Pickett. And, um, you know, we should be okay. We should be okay. But we, we've, we've had some ugly moments, but we're still atop of the division. That's yeah. the one bright spot. And I don't foresee us just continuing to have these ugly moments. You know what I mean? Eventually everything's going to come together. All the pieces of the puzzle will be intact. And we're going to rock and roll. Talking about, you know, this team, we we all had high hopes for this draft class, the rookie class. Uh, they've made some contributions contributions so far. Obviously, with JP's junior interception on Sunday, Broderick Jones also also made his first start. What do you think? Uh, what do you think we'll see from these young guys as the season continues to progress? And oh, by the way, Bro Broderick Jones played some pretty. I know you probably didn't see it, Pat P, but mm -hmm. he played some pretty good football, man. Making his first start, man, and living up to the building so far. Yeah, I think. You know, this is probably, you know, top to bottom, one of the better draft classes I've been around. You know, guys that's, that that came in and ready to play right now. Not having an opportunity to 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 see Broderick this week, but last week I yeah. had an opportunity to, to watch him a little bit. I was so excited for him to get in there and uh, and make some plays. You know, obviously, like I talked about all the time, as young guys, you always got to be ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see to see him and, and JP and, and Nick and uh, who else is another young guy? Uh, not Calvin, but uh, I'm trying to think. Washington Darnell. Darnell, you know those mm -hmm. guys are have have a, a very uh, Keanu. You know mm -hmm. those guys have a significant role into this thing, man. To this role in training and to see those guys gradually continuing to catch on to how you know, to move about their day-to-day -day business, how to study for for the for the next opponent, how to not only get the bad, you know, the bad plays, you know, out of your memory and trying to move on, but take mm -hmm. coaching. You understand? Taking coaching. Like that's one of the one of the main things I feel like this young society, young society is uh lacking, being coachable. Yeah. Yeah, and they all are coachable guys. And they all love the game of football. That's a that's a top priority as well. Loving the game of football, and they see they have all of that in place as well. So, hey man, this is a great opportunity. You want to always go in the bye week above five hundred. You want to go in the bye week sitting at the top of your division. You want to go in the bye week just winning your most recent ball game. You guys are able to do that, so everybody should be happy. You know, get some rest, get healthy, and jump back and get ready to go. We're gonna take a quick break before we let you go, Peppy. Got to talk about what's going on around the NFL. Around the league is next. It's only a kick. 
a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Pat P, if I was to ask you a question right now, right now, the best team in the NFL is who? Facts. 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 49ers right now ain't playing no games. 49ers right now, they're not playing any games. Clearly, Brock Purdy would not win the MVP because he would never put up the consistency of numbers that he needs to do because they are so balanced. But Brock Purdy is playing like one of the best quarterbacks in national football. Yeah, that he he is, but yeah, he won't he won't be Yeah, he won't win it. He'll probably be in the conversation, but It's just that he, he, but his he number, that, yeah, like you said, his numbers are crazy. He's putting yeah. the ball where it, where it needs to go. No, not me. I don't think he have a turnover yet. Um, I mean, I'm telling you, that that Kyle Shanahan system is very, very oh, special. But that play caller, did you did you see that? Did you see that 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 uh, Sunday night game against the Cowboys? Oh yeah, I watched it. I mean, hell, when they got thirty, what it was thirty five ten. Then then that's when I hung it up. But yeah, I watched yeah, they, the game. They they got great quarterback play, great offensive line play, great running back play, great pass catching play. Defensively on all three levels, they play sound football. Physical, physical. Yeah. It's like when you play against the cow, the the Forty ers or you watch them, you feel them. Like it's not just they they don't just drag down. I it remember no question. I remember at Florida State. Oh, yeah, Greenlaw and Fred Warner, no yeah. question, great duo. But at Florida State, Mickey Andrews used to tell us all the time in practice. Like, man, it sounds like we're playing naked. Like, ain't nobody got no pads on. We should never be on the football field and not hear no click clacking. Like, I need to hear something. <laughs> like, why, why I don't hear nothing? Y- y'all tackling people and we don't hear nothing. That's not how the game's supposed to be, right? When they play, when the 49ers play, oh, you hearing it. You hear the pads. Yeah, you, they running into people. When they get that, boy, they got bad intentions. But I agree with you. 49ers, you know, they're the best team in football. Who would you say is number two? Eagles. I think so. I think so. I think right now in the NFC, you know, there are a lot of yeah, people. NFC, yeah, just top. You know, top it. But we we it's, all waiting. It's, we it's we all waiting to see right now in the NFC. In my opinion, who would be that third team? Well, you would say you got, you got oh say three Detroit. You think the, I I think you know what I think Detroit is the third. I think they would beat the Cowboys right now, but I still think Detroit is not on the level of. The no, Eagles, no, no, they're not. The they're not. But, but, but I would I say they're the third the best third team. team. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the third best team. Right now, it's like we're even. And get this now, San Francisco will play. Uh, they Detroit. will play. No, they will play San Francisco this season. They will play Ooh. each other, but it's, um, San Francisco and, and Philly. They will play Philly. Okay. This year in Philadelphia, but right now it's almost like that's that's the NFC Championship game that we're waiting for. 
yeah. in San Francisco right now, the way how they playing. You guys got an opportunity to see them firsthand, and everybody was like, "Whoa, what happened?" You know, they they're like that. I mean, I had an opportunity to see them since two thousand, yeah. whenever Kyle Shanahan landed in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I, you know, I had a a great from uh, understanding of you know how the offense is ran, but it's it's easier said than trying to to defend it, but. They do. They do. They got. They got some. They got some. They got some shit over there. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. The play calling, the the personnel. Woohoo! That thing is really cooking. And Brock Purdy, boy, if it wasn't for Brock Purdy, Lynch and Shanahan would definitely be on the hot seat or, or overly criticized because of what happened with Trey Lance. Yeah. Should the brother brotherly shove the 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 tush push is what they call it? Should that be banned? You think, Pat P? Should it be banned? Um, I mean, I don't think so. Why not? Because it's a football play. I mean, you see guys moving the pile all the time when the running back is in open field. I think that should be banned also. I think that should be banned for sure. I think that should be banned also. That, that's that's a disadvantage to a defender. It, it is. It, it, it is. A disadvantage, but at the same time, if they're going to allow guys to continue to get rammed in their back when the running backs have that, that should or, be, or the offensive guy have a ball. Yeah, they, I feel like not ban that. they should ban the it. Same exact play. It is, and, and, I, and the crazy thing about it, I sent that to the NFL because they always talk about you know player safety and mm-hmm. defensive players are always the ones that's being targeted on stuff like this. So I'm like, how do you allow offensive linemen to run full speed when a defense have his back completely turned? Yeah. And you got a guy just coming, blowing him up Damn. in the back, pushing the pound. Yeah. That's not player safety at all. That's not player safety. No. Yeah, that should be safety. a foul because that's a defenseless player, right or wrong. I agree. I don't like that play. I feel like when the forward momentum is stopped, it should be done. offensive player, Blow the whistle. Don't allow offensive linemen just to run and push the pile. That's no different than having someone push Jalen Hurts from the back. You know what I mean? Come up behind him and push him. That's an advantage. Right. You know what I mean? Because my thing is this. If you don't allow someone to pull someone from the front to pull them to get extra yards, you shouldn't allow them to push from the back. You can't allow nobody to push. I agree. Quarterback sneaks. Go back to the old way. If you want to do a quarterback sneak, nobody should be pushing them from the back because I think that's a disadvantage in favor of an offensive player. As a defender, I'm trying to think about this, Mac. Yep. Think about this. As a defensive player, we can't push on a, on a field goal block. We can't push on a defender back to give him leverage. Yep. You definitely can't. That's a good point. That's a good point. Because <laughs> you guys can easily push the D tackles to help give them momentum and pro- provide power. We can't do that as a defensive to, player. To run over the offensive lineman. So you you're right. It's it's so one sided, man. Listeners and viewers, let us know. <laughs> chime in. Should the 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 tush push be banned? I think so. I think so. Now, granted, the Eagles do it better do it better than any other team. I mean, the yeah, the numbers say so. Uh, Jalen Hurts with the Eagles at ninety three percent and converting. The rest of the NFL is eighty one percent. You know what but I mean? So they, the they, Eagles they, do it better than anybody. That, they need to take out all extracurricular when it comes to moving the power because. Like I just hate how all these rules always come out for defensive uh, uh, defensive players, but you never see anything like prime example. They come out with this rule talking about lowering the crown. Mm-hmm. Every single running back in the league, when they're about to get braced for a tackle, what they're doing? Yeah, they lowering lowering the crown of their helmet. Yeah, that never get called. 
As a, like Mika got a got a penalty the other day against not the other day last a couple weeks ago against the Raiders. Yeah, we hit quarterback ducking. Yeah, the quarterback ducking ducking yeah. into the hit. Mika never ducked his helmet. He never. I mean, he's running, so he can't put a bed down and lay him down to sack him. He's yeah. playing football. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it, like you said, it's so one sided. But I don't want to talk about the refs and stuff and and, and get fined. But yeah. It is, but it's one side. It I, I think it should be banned. Side. I think it should be banned. Good point in which you talked about can pushing the defenders and field goal block opportunities. So, you know, just because someone has a ball in their hand and they're running it, they shouldn't be getting extra momentum for pushes. Because when them offensive linemen be colliding, man, they come with a lot of force. And man. it's only a matter of time before someone get hurt that way. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Well, hey, Pat P, man, go ahead and enjoy the bye week. You know, rest up, get healthy, get well, study. Because like you said, when you guys jump back into the fold, it's a long haul. You're in it for the long haul. So there get ready are. to go, man, and, and do what you need to do. To go ahead and get this thing rolling and stay on top of the division, my guy. Yes, sir. That's the goal, man. Yes, sir. Well, as we always say, thank you for joining listeners, listening to us. Let us know about the tush push. Should it be banned? What are, your, what are your expectations for the rest of the way for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Let us know how you feel. We love to read your comments in the comment section. And as we always tell you, see you when we see you. Peace. Peace. CBS Friday. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.